Welcome to the Reality Check Podcast. I'm Zachary Phillips. In today's episode, I want to talk about the pointlessness of life. So before we get into it, just a quick update. My Share Your Story project, in which I'm inviting people to share an aspect of their lives that people that aren't living it wouldn't get to experience, has started to take off. I think there's about eight entries up, and I've got another three to upload. And I'm finding it quite rewarding myself, because through this project, I'm able to connect with a bunch of people and talk about an interesting or extreme experience in their life that I wouldn't be able to sort of see unless this project existed. And what's more, when these experiences are posted online, other people get to experience them and read them. And, you know, if you're facing a similar circumstance to someone and they release a bit of work or they start talking about their experiences, you get a bit of healing as well. Because through listening to their journey, and hearing their thoughts and going through the process with them, you you get to put your own experiences into context and see how see how they dealt with it and see how you can deal with it. So I invite you to head over to my website at zachary-phillips.com slash share your story and have a scroll through because everyone's contributing different stories and everyone has a different style, but what is shown is that everyone has a story to tell and you can grow because of it. So what I wanted to talk about today was the feeling of pointlessness in your life, particularly when you're highly depressed. So for me, my my views on religion are, I'm not 100% sure. And for people in my position or people that are atheist or that just don't have a strong faith, the, the idea of a meaning, you know, finding meaning in life is a daunting one because if you're a strong believer in a religion or an ideology or something like that, your meaning can, the meaning of your life is almost externally prescribed to you. So If you're religious, your goal or the meaning of your life might be to, you know, live according to God. If you're in a ideology, it would be to, you know, put forth or live the ideals of that belief system or that ideology or that political view or whatever it is. But if you don't have a strong belief system and you're not religious, the concept, that whole concept can become quite daunting and depressing. And you can get into this logical trap of, just being depressed about the pointlessness of it all because, you know, and I'm talking from experience here, you go down this path of, well, I'm going to die and, you know, any family that I have will eventually die. Everyone that I know will die. My consciousness will end and my body will rot. Eventually I'll be forgotten. And following that, you know, the whole universe will eventually have a inevitable heat death. And so it's all just basically pointless. And, you know, that's a that's a, a line of logic that you can definitely get trapped down. And it when you're in a good mood or in a good place mentally, those thoughts, whilst are still there, you sort of don't care about them as much or they're easier to handle. But when you're in a depressed mindset, 
they can they can lead to some very dark places and even suicide because well if it's all pointless what's, why not just end it now so there's a couple of things i want to address here the first one is if you think it's pointless but you know that that feeling of pointlessness dissipates or is easy, easier to handle when you're in a good mental state then your meaning at least in the short term is to ensure that you've got a better mental state and i've talked about it before but i will address it again for me i've got a mental health checklist on my wall so if i look over to my wall i've got a bunch of things up there that help me to get better and i know that when i'm feeling bad if i go through that checklist my mental state will improve. I might not feel 100% better, but I'll start slowly getting better. So I'll exercise, I'll read, I'll meditate, I'll do some Brazilian jiu-jitsu, I'll read some fiction, I'll have a warm bath, I'll hug my pets or my baby or whatever it is. So if you have a tendency for low mental states, start working out what what works for you. And you know, write it up on the wall and promise yourself that you'll try to make a difference or try to do one of those things when you're in a bad mental state. And I suppose I'll, I'll let it out now. I'm, I'm in the process of writing my second book, which will be basically a guide of what I do in depth to feel better. So, so for people that want to have a look at it, it'll go over what I do when I'm in a bad place in the, in, in the instant that it happens. And also long-term, how I try and maintain a good mental state coming from a history of a traumatic past and variety of mental illnesses. So I'll keep you updated the longer that comes along. But the point is, is you can listen to my advice or you can read a bunch of self-help books or whatever it is, but ultimately you have to work out what works for you and improve upon it. So that solves the doesn't solve it, addresses the initial issue of when you're in a bad place, those nihilistic thoughts of pointlessness, they're easier to deal with if you're in a better mental state. But let's address them, let's address that logic more directly. If if there is no external meaning, it means that you're free to define the meaning yourself. Because if there's no God, or if you don't believe, or if you don't have a strong ideology, then really it's on you which means that you're free to make up the meaning that you want to live by. You know, have a code, have a idea about yourself of an ideal that you want to aspire to. You could search, and I've I've done this, if, if I look at my bookshelf, I've got probably 30 books on different religions and ideologies and belief systems ranging from, you know, typical Christianity, Islam, Judaism, Buddhism sort of stuff to more esoteric stuff, to martial arts. And the I don't prescribe to any particular one, but I'm working out my own my own morals to prescribe to. And obviously there is a bit of a danger here of sort of becoming a monster compared to other people. But there's a couple of checks to that. The first one is, you know, make sure you're able to live and function in society and, you know, respond to the feedback of others. But secondly, you might, you might find a nuance of your own opinions and morals when you start searching for them that goes beyond what's generally accepted in society in the sense that you might believe some of the laws that are in place now shouldn't be, or you might believe that there should be other laws, and it might inspire you to, to protest or instigate some social change. And that's a good thing. So the first one is, yeah, if you're, 
if you don't have an externally prescribed moral source or source of meaning, you're free to make your own. And yes, that that self-prescribed meaning is, I suppose, inherently, quote, meaningless itself, but it's something that you can choose to live by. And if you're in a good mental state, you're now living by your values and your morals and your ethics, and you're pursuing a meaning of your own life. So when you're in a good place, it's something to, to, to live by and you'll feel good about it. And when you're in a bad place, it's something to aspire to. But the final one, and I think this is the, the trump card in this, is that if there is no life after death, if there is no point or meaning or anything that happens and you know you have this life and then you're gone, then really this life is the most important thing because, you know, think about it. If you prescribe to that worldview, prior to your birth, there was just an endless eternity of blackness, nothingness, an endless void, stretching to infinity. And after your short lifespan, there will be another endless void of eternity. So right now, you're effectively, or this life is effectively the the small blip of light that stands out in stark, stark contrast against an eternity of blackness. So maybe that fact alone gives this life inherent meaning because this life is the single point of difference in an endless blackness seems to suggest something. The fact that it is the it is something that's different to the general rule of what seems to happen in this universe suggests that there's some sort of importance. And if you can, if you can cling to that fact when you're struggling with this, that, you know, yeah, you will die and you will end up going back to that endless void. But right now, the fact that you're feeling something matters. The fact that you're feeling is important. And I'll bring this back to my own mental health. When I was feeling really low, I was, I, you know, when I was effectively suicidal and self-harming, I tried a bunch of different medications. Now, before I go on, medications work for some people and they're vital. And please, if you've been prescribed them, try them because they do work. But for me, well, for me, they worked in the sense that it helped me to get past my horrible levels of depression. But it made my range of experience very small in the sense that the absolute lows were gone, but also the highs. So rather than having a range of experience that could range from zero to 10, my range of experience went from like four to six. It, it felt like the world was quite muted. And what I realized was that despite feeling really bad at times, I also felt really good. And that variation was part of the joys of life. And when I was on the medication, it felt like, although I wasn't depressed, although I wasn't suicidal anymore, I wasn't feeling anything anymore. And the lack of feeling became more of an issue than the depression itself. So what I, what I did was I decided to go, okay, now that I'm not wanting to kill myself, I need to take steps to get better so that when I come off this medication, I don't fall back into that trap again. So I set myself up some support mechanisms, got a psychologist, read a bunch of books and sort of basically got my shit together. And then I went through the process of getting off the medication. 
And despite all of this, the medication is still there as a potential backup option. If everything goes bad and I need to take it, I will take it again. But I used it as a crux, as a crutch, sorry, to get to get myself together and then get other things in place. The point I'm driving at here is is that the fact that you're feeling, even if it's a bad feeling, is is better than not feeling at all because you're going to spend an eternity not feeling. I think people look at the difference of like, you know, good feelings and bad feelings as opposites, but I would put them on the same side of good and bad feelings are on one side of the spectrum and not feeling at all, the black void is on the other side. So right now, even if you feel bad and you're hearing this and, you know, it sucks, I I get that. And I'm not saying that you should do well and that the bad feelings are enjoyable, but they're still feelings. And right now you get this small glimmer of time compared to the eternity of blackness that you have to feel. So take the steps, look into getting help. There's a bunch of online resources and people to talk to. There's professionals. There's there's so much out there if you start looking. And, you know, I've mentioned a couple and I'll mention them, them again, is start exercising, drink some more water, make sure you're getting enough sleep, start reading some fiction, have a warm bath if you can, go for a walk in the sun if you can. And whatever it is that makes you feel good, start doing that more. And just because it would be a real shame if you were to end your life early to embrace that void when this is the only life that you have, particularly if you're of the belief that, well, if you don't have a belief system, if you're not religious, if you don't have an ideology, then this really is all you've got. So make the most of it. If you'd like to follow me, I can be found on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and now Pinterest at Zach P. Phillips. And if you want to check out my blog, um, a collection of small life hacks for my little videos, and participate in the Share Your Story project, head over to my website at Zachary-Phillips.com, and you can check the links down the sidebar from there. And if you're interested, you can also take a look at my first book, Under the Influence, Reclaiming My Childhood, in which I talk about my experiences growing up as the son of an addict, paranoid schizophrenic, chronic hoarder, and drug dealer. I talk about the things that happened to me in the household and my mental state, as well as how I've, how I deal with it to this day. So yeah, thanks for listening. Have a good one.